Welcome to Negotiate Your Career Growth. I'm Jamie Lee, and I teach you how to blend the best of negotiation strategies with feminist coaching so you get promoted and better paid without burning bridges or burning out in the process. Let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. It's great to have you back for another installment of my live coaching series. Today, we're diving into how to solve a career pivot. Career pivots is something I often help my one-on-one clients do because when you want to get promoted and better paid, sometimes you get promoted and better paid somewhere else in a different field, different industry, different job. Career pivots can be intimidating, I know, especially if you've been in one role or industry for several years. But trust me, I mean, I've done several pivots myself early in my career. I went from working in supply chain then to a hedge fund, then to startups, and now to executive coaching and speaking. I can assure you, it's all about using the right tools at the right time. So in this episode, I'm going to take you through a coaching session. You're going to hear a coaching segment with a real client who attended one of my open group calls. Now, this client, she's working on her career pivot, and actually things are looking pretty good. She got her resume out there and it's working. She's getting interviews. But the problem is that she's not progressing to the next stage. She's not getting invited back for second interviews. So I asked her why she thinks this is happening and she gave me two possible scenarios. The first possible scenario, the first explanation was something she could do something about. And so that's where the first of two tools, self-evaluation, comes in. So let's talk about self-evaluation for a moment. I think it's a little bit like brushing your teeth at night. We all know it's good for us, but sometimes when we're really tired and it's really late and we're really sleepy, it's really tempting to skip it. Likewise, it can get tempting to skip self-evaluation, especially when we feel so tired and we're feeling defeated by a lack of progress. You know, there is no immediate consequence to skipping brushing your teeth or skipping self-evaluation. It's a bit like eating your vegetables, you know, not always exciting and no instant dopamine reward. But deep down, you know, it's going to help you in the long run. It's going to help you with your self-validation. It's going to help you with your self-awareness. It's going to help you with self-confidence. In fact, self-validation can be so simple, you can do it in a matter of minutes, which is exactly how we do it inside the coaching session. And in that sense, in that it can be so simple and so quick, it is kind of like brushing your teeth at night. Okay, so next up, I introduce my client to an anti-anxiety tool. And in fact, you can come to the show notes and you can click on the 50-second YouTube clip link. Uh, It's in the show notes. You can see the anti-anxiety tool in action. My client and I are doing it, you know, side by side. So let's talk about anti-anxiety, why it's important for career pivots. It's completely normal to feel nervous ahead of and during a job interview. I mean, it's another high stakes conversation, much like salary negotiation. But here's the thing, for a successful career pivot, you need to be able to do two things consistently. Number one, you got to keep showing up, even when you're nervous, right? You got to keep swinging that metaphorical bag. It's a numbers game, kind of like dating. The more you interview, the closer you get to finding 
the right fit. That leads to the second thing you need to do consistently, which is to work on regulating your emotions, especially anxiety. I have been down the anxiety road myself, and I know it's easier said than done to quote unquote, just relax. And in fact, I remember when I was in my 20s and I was a very high, strong, chronically anxious person, I would get upset. I would feel offended when people just tell you, relax, just just be relaxed. You know, it's not easy when you are chronically anxious and always on high alert, maybe even hypervigilant. But then some years ago, I heard something that clicked with me. Being relaxed isn't a snap of the fingers thing. It's not. It's not just turning off your anxiety with a snap of a finger. It's, it's impossible. But it does require, it does take effort and consciously working on it. And maybe because I'm type A or maybe because I, I like putting in effort, that clicks with me, right? Relaxation, reducing your anxiety is a byproduct of your brain's conscious effort. You really have to work on it. And when you work on it, you can see results. And that's why I have added anti-anxiety tools to my coaching toolbox. And that's why I teach them to my clients ahead of negotiation, ahead of interviews, ahead of high stakes conversations, right? Ahead of presentations. Because anxiety can hold us back from accessing our creative genius, accessing our whole brain, accessing the cognitive powerhouse that is in our brains. And it can hold us back from confidently showing up, confidently communicating our values, our future potential. And it can hold us back from showing up and being our authentic selves. When you can regulate your, your emotion, when you can reduce your anxiety, when you're re- relaxed in the moment, you're present. And now when you're present, you can exude presence. And, and sometimes that's what we call executive presence. And when you exude that presence, people can relate to you. And when they do, they can see you. They can imagine you taking the lead in difficult situations. They can imagine you being the manager, the director, the VP, the executive that they want to hire. So that's why anti-anxiety tools are powerful, useful, and necessary. And um, you're going to watch me or hear me. (laughs) Either way, you can watch the YouTube clip or you can listen to this podcast. Uh, Stick around as we dive into those tools. I demonstrate them uh, in this coaching live coaching segment. And again, I invite you to try them on for size. Test drive them for yourself. See how these tools can make your career pivot smoother and more successful. If you want one-on-one support on this, come on over to jamieleecoach.com slash apply. J-A-M-I-E-L-E-E-C-O-A-C-H.com slash apply for all the details on my coaching series. Without further ado, here's the coaching segment. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. What would you like to be coached on? So I I also work in pharma. I'm a consultant. I'm a health economist. And 
I've been casually looking for other jobs directly in pharma. And when I get my resume out, I'm actually getting like quite a few interviews and that's awesome. But I have been interviewed for, this has to be in the last year, like my 10th interview for director or associate director. And I feel as if once people see me, that I never pass to the other, I never go past the other stage. And it's just not suspicious, but it's just concerning to me that this has happened so much that they they look at my resume and they say, oh, this is someone who can okay, be a director. I'm going to pause you right here. Mm-hmm. Okay. What is your best guess as to why that's happening? The best case scenario is that I just have to work on my interviewing technique. And, you know, the worst case, which may be realistic or not, is that there's a bit of racism going on. Or, you know, I was told before that. Okay, I'm going to pause you one more time. Right? Mm -hmm. You said it could be this or it could be that, right? right? So before we go into all the way into this, let's think about this first. Just like something about the interview technique, right? And mm-hmm. something, a skill that I teach my clients is the skill of self-evaluation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's really simple. It's like, okay, what did I do well? Even right. if the outcome was not what I wanted, how mm-hmm. can I validate the things that I am doing well, mm-hmm. right? So I have more agency over like how confident I feel. And then I could mm-hmm. ask myself, what do I think I could be doing differently or better, right? So mm-hmm. let's just do a mini one right here, right now. What do you think about that? Is that sure. cool? Yeah, we'll do it. Okay. So can you think about like the most recent interview that you did? That was this morning. Oh, okay. <laughs> so. so fresh. So good. Okay. <laughs> Amazing. So um, before we think about anything else, mm-hmm. what do you know that you did do well. Did you show up on time? I did. My Zoom cut out, so that wasn't that wasn't great. She didn't. She seemed okay with it. <laughs> but your so Zoom cut I out, and then well? did you come back? I did. So what did I do well in the interview? She asked yeah. a ton of behavioral questions, kind of to throw me, but I'd actually prepared, and and I answered. Well, this was actually one of the better interviews. We'll see how it goes. But okay, so you showed up, you came back <laughs> despite technical difficulties, right? And you prepared, right? Amazing. <laughs> yeah, this is so good. Okay. Was like, mm-hmm. And what made what else made this better than other interviews? What made this interview better than other ones? This, well, I was more prepared. As I said, I've had a bunch of interviews previous to this, but also I just felt, I felt comfortable with her. She was a little, she was like 10 years older than I was. She was a woman. She was also working from home, you know, but it's, that's not always going to be the case. So if an old, older (laughs) white guy shows up in a suit with okay i'm gonna pause you here and you know it's like <laughs> i'm gonna pause 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 because mm-hmm. right we're still working on what what well on myself 
Right, right. Okay. Yes. I mean, yes. So is there anything else that you're like, yeah, I did answer those questions. I did have my stuff. I do have experience. What did I do? Well, she asked a lot of behavioral questions. I was actually prepared this time. I I did a lot of homework. And I think that really helped this time. Right. Um, okay. Yeah. Good. And yeah. what do you want? What What do you think is something that didn't go as well as you would hope? I've been trying to, I've been videotaping myself on the LinkedIn interview thing. And I've been, I've received this feedback and I agree that I come across as very cold. I'm like extremely shy and introverted. I've been told, you know, everyone I've been friends with has said, oh, I thought you were mean like at Smith or I thought you were mean and judgmental and you're totally not. So I've been, you know, the interviews, I've been trying to be more animated and warm and smile because apparently I just give off that vibe only because, you know, I have social anxiety because I'm speaking to another person. So. Yeah. Hello, Smithy. I'm also Smithy. And I've also (laughs) gotten that feedback that I come up cold, uh, kind of almost like a snob. (laughs) (laughs) yeah and 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 people don't realize it's not that like I don't like people or that like I'm judging them it's actually you're a person and you're talking to me (laughs) yeah and I'm actually what I do know is that when I when I give off that vibe not I'm not saying this you but for me it's when I'm in my head worrying Mm. about that's for sure (laughs) (laughs) it's it's true right and when I'm busy worrying about about me I don't have as much capacity to engage that's true and to really listen right and Mm. I I I want to just uh just a small observation that I uh I'm making just in Mm. the like the few minutes that we have been talking I've just noticed Mm. that and you could tell me if I'm totally wrong it seemed um that uh like awkward for you to make eye contact I don't actually know where to look. Is this eye contact or? Well, if you, you, yeah, no. if, if, yeah, you so are. Is if this you, so into the camera? But No, you, this is really good, right? Mm-hmm. And I want to just invite you to consider mm-hmm. if for whatever reason, like looking into the camera or looking into the screen feels just a little bit awkward or odd. Mm-hmm. I want you to rewatch this play and practice peripheral vision. Mm-hmm. The screen on with okay. the camera on. Mm-hmm. Right? With that said, you've mentioned in this conversation that if an older white man comes onto the screen, you feel a little bit anxious, there you have a tendency to experience social anxiety in general as well. Did I hear that correctly? Yes. I guess okay. that's a good summary. Yeah. So um we we I don't think this is the time to get into the interview techniques. But mm-hmm. knowing that you are a strong, independent woman. <laughs> so, trying. <laughs> well, that's the Smith uh, uh, catchphrase. <laughs> but what I do know is that, you know, um, you're learning, you're studying, mm-hmm. you're practicing, you're doing your homework. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to make a bet 
that if you felt less anxiety going into those interviews, you would have more access to your creative, to your, to your creative brain. Yeah. And to be mm-hmm. able to like be more just free mm-hmm. or more relaxed, more engaging. Yeah. So with that said, I'm going to walk everyone through one more, um, another tool. Okay. This is another self-directed neuroplasticity tool. This is a great one, right? And this is something that has proven to be very effective with people, even with just mild social anxiety to like PTSD. Okay. Everyone do this with me. Follow along. Okay. Um, I want you to think about that one time an older you know, male joined the interview, right? And now I know it's a little funny now, right? But when you imagine that again, what's the level of anxiety? If you had to rate it between one to 10, where are you? It's a six or seven. So (laughs) I can function, but it's like all of my effort to just calm down instead of thinking about how the interview is going to go. Now, this is going to be a strange question, but hear me out. Humor mm-hmm. me. If you wanted to, do you think you could ratchet up to an eight? I'm not saying you do it now, but do you think mm-hmm. you can? There was an eight where he leaned back and the first thing he said was, I don't understand what you're saying. Could you speak up? And I, and that's just my trigger. I hate it when men tell me to speak up. Oh, so, so after sorry. that... Yeah. After that, you know, I was just kind of at an eight for the whole, the whole event, Mm. horrible event. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So you've been there and the answer sounds like, yes, you could. Okay. (laughs) So now I'm going to ask you to pick up a small item on your desk. For some reason, Mm -hmm. I have this (laughs) iPhone charger (laughs) thing. (laughs) My kids like how to write pencil. Perfect. This is good enough. Okay. Mm-hmm. Everyone follow along. Okay. You're going to take this item. Mm-hmm. You're going to pass the midline of your body and put it in your other hand. Okay. You're going to pass okay. the midline of your body, put it in your other hand. Now you're going to repeat this. Okay. <laughs> hey. Yeah. This is called bilateral stimulation. And the reason why bilateral stimulation works is because anxiety is when one hemisphere of the brain is overactivated. And so by doing this, what we're doing is stimulating blood flow and impulses to both sides of the brain. From the right brain, left brain, right brain, left (laughs) brain, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that anxiety that you used to have can't stand a chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so let's just pause and check in. Let's just pause here for me. We did this maybe about like 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. And now where's that anxiety? Well, when you asked me to ratchet it up to an eight and I was thinking about that guy and, and now I'm able to actually focus on, on you and what you're saying instead of being in a jumble yeah 
Yeah. So uh, some of my clients practice this ahead of presentations, ahead of interviews, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, children also use this tool and they do it like below their desk. Or, Aww, yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this is a tool that you have. Okay. And other thing I want to ask you to do, that guy, remember we did the movie screen exercise with Marlene? Yes. Okay. Put that guy on that screen. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now I want you to make that screen smaller and smaller as it recedes into the past. What's that like for you? Um, now, you know, he's more like a bully and not some VP that that rejected me. His hugeness just kind of got small and a bit ridiculous. Yeah, as that becomes even more ridiculous and maybe even silly, mm-hmm. right? Now I want you to see yourself getting a little taller, right? Because you have, sometimes you got to go through these interviews, <laughs> you know? You just got to go through them one after another. Mm-hmm. And then you learn, and then you practice, and then you learn these tools, right? And then mm-hmm. and then you practice some more. Mm-hmm. And then you just become more confident because you're like, yeah, I've done them. I know from experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. What's Thank here you. for you now? What's my what? What's Sorry. here for you now? Um, I have all those... So before, I mean, even this morning, just the first five minutes, 15 minutes, whatever is, was just wasted, I guess, spent just crushing <laughs> anxiety. And so now I have a couple tools to just be able to focus. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Yeah. I think you've got this. Mm-hmm. As an executive coach for women, I'm super passionate about helping smart women who hate office politics get promoted and better paid. I do this through my unique combination of number one, self-directed neuroplasticity tools backed by science. Number two, negotiation strategies proven to work for women by academic research. And number three, intersectional feminist lens that honors women's lived experiences. To learn more about my one-on-one coaching series and to book your free hour-long consultation with me, come on over to jamieleecoach.com slash apply. It's jamieleecoach.com slash apply. J-A-M-I-E-L-E-E-C-O-A-C-H dot com slash apply. Talk soon.